Jeff Capel, head coach of the Pitt basketball team, scheduled to join us in a few minutes here on the Crowley Show. Got a tweet from Alan Saunders. Good dude. Good at what he does. Pitt beat writer. Pirates beat writer. He tweets, that was an impressive 10 minutes of radio right there. I wonder how many Pitt beat writers are out there right now waiting to hear what Jeff Capel's going to say and instead got Tom. <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's a good interview. Yeah. Dugan tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Stoked for Marvel's adaptation of the Crowley Man. What's your origin story? Timid skinny guy, butt chugs a natty ice and a WVU frat and awakens as the Crowley Man? <laughs> That's actually what happened. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? Breaker one nine. We got a twenty on a baby bear flashing discos with a meat wagon and tow on Green Tree Road near the Pickle Park. Pull back them reins and keep it easy. Don't want to drop the green stamps and baby blues bank account. It's the Smoker Report. You see a Miss Piggy, Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Bear in the Bushes, or a Bear in the Air? You give us a holler and we'll get you home without the extra freight. And you remember, always keep your shiny side up and your skin's on the ground. Thanks to all the Crowley Show listeners for tweeting in the Smokey Reports at underscore Adam Crowley for bringing us off the air to tell us where there are cops hiding out. We appreciate it. Makes the show fun. And we're going to try to save you the extra freight. We are joined now by Jeff Capel. He is the head coach, the newly minted head coach of the Pitt basketball program. Coach, thank you so much for taking the time today. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. First question, I think, is a layup. You're going to win a game this year, Coach. <laughs> I hope so. We are. We are. We absolutely are. What have you been up to your first week here in Pittsburgh? Just working, man. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Meeting with the players, trying to get to know them, them to get to know me, trying to do some things, recruiting, trying to hire a staff. Uh, meeting a lot of people, a lot of great people, uh, just trying to get, you know, people back involved, interested, the students trying to create energy, um, you know, in, in, in interest in the program like it has been in the past. So it's, it's been a lot, uh, but I'm, I'm, I've been around great people. I've met some amazing people and I look forward to meeting more. Of all the things that you just described, I'm sure you're eager about each and every one of those things, but what do you look at as the biggest challenge in trying to turn this program around? The biggest challenge, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I don't know. I think it's so many. I don't know if there's one thing that's bigger than the other. I mean, obviously, when when you've lost as much as you know we lost uh, in, in, in a row, that's probably the biggest challenge to getting confidence and, and getting you know, guys to, to understand and learning how to win and understanding that it's usually a lot of the little things that go into it. Um, this was an awfully young team last year. When Ryan went out with his injury, it, it made it even younger and inexperienced. They really had no one with experience at the college level. And that's very difficult, especially in a league like the ACC. And so they took a lot of lumps. Uh, but I think if we can stay together, then I think, those things will be very beneficial for us uh, because they did get a lot of experience, and I thought they got better as the season went on. Um, but I, I think that would probably maybe be the biggest is getting them, getting our team used to winning, and you know, the, understanding the the habits that we have to create. 
in order to be able to produce that. You feel like you've got a better idea now of what players are staying and what players might still try to test that transfer process? Yeah, you know, I wish I did, man. I wish I could tell you I did. You know, now it's been, it's, you know, it hasn't even been a week since the press conference. I mean, a week ago today was when it was announced. And uh, I started texting with those guys. I spoke to a few of them on the phone a week ago today. I met with them as a team on Wednesday, last Wednesday. I started doing individual meetings right after that. So that went till Friday. Um, you know, I, I you know, talked to them yesterday, and I actually got on the court with them a little bit today for the first time. And that was really good. And so I'm hoping, you know, after all of that, and especially today, and we'll get on the court a little bit tomorrow, that I have a little bit better feel. All of them have been really good. They've been very receptive. You know, they were just, you know, it, it was a difficult year for them. And like I said, you know, you, you lose 19 games in a row, and then there's a coaching change, and then you go through almost a three-week period where you don't know. And in our profession, when, when there's uncertainty like that, there are a lot of people that can get in their ears and start telling them what they should be doing and and things like that. So sometimes it can cause confusion. Um, and hopefully, you know, we, we we were able to to keep these guys and 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 to get these guys to understand that this is the best place for them. I imagine that coming into the program like this and dealing with everything you're having to deal with and trying to get things going. It can be very stressful and overwhelming, but you have done this before. You've come in and started at programs like Oklahoma. What do you know this time around as compared to then? Yeah, you know, when, when I went to Oklahoma, I was incredibly naive. I mean, I was 31. I'd, I'd been a head coach for four years. I'd only been coaching for six years, two as an assistant and four as a head coach. Um, I was going to a completely different part of the country that I'd never been been in or been to. The first time I stepped foot in Oklahoma was for the press conference. Um, and I was just incredibly naive. And and one of the things, I mean, there were a lot of mistakes that I probably made. That said, in the first three years, we won, I think, 78 games. So we were pretty good. Uh, we, we were able to figure some things out. Um, I think, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I think that I made looking back, and I've done a lot of inventory over the seven years I was at Duke, um, and I learned a lot. I think one of the biggest mistakes I made was that I didn't, and I'm not knocking anyone, I'm knocking me more than anything, but I didn't really have the best staff I think I could possibly have as far as coaches. And and I think part of that was that I was so used to doing everything by myself, you know, and and, uh, I didn't understand how to, you know, how to kind of put that, to put that all together the right way. And uh, I think in the end that maybe bit me a little bit. Um, and so that's why I'm trying to be very patient and uh, very uh, thorough as I'm putting together this staff because I understand how important it is for the, uh, for the overall success of our program. Jeff Capel joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, you've been quoted as saying that you'd like to bring Brandon Knight on board. How's that coming along? Break some news here, Jeff. <laughs> I wish I had some news for you. Unfortunately, I don't. Um, and and uh, but you know, I have. You know, we have spoken, and uh, um, you know, we'll see where that goes. How about the rest of your staff? I'm sure you had a list of names, guys that you want to reach out to. How's that been coming along? It's coming along. I mean, it's moving. Um, 
you know, I feel like I've, I've identified the parts, and, and now it's just trying to, you know, get them here. And uh, I feel good about the direction that we're moving in from that standpoint. Again, I, I wanted one of the things that I wanted to do was to get here and to feel the place and to be around the people and to feel the people, feel the players, and just kind of get a feel for exactly. I had in my mind what I thought I needed, but to get here and to kind of feel it and then to go from there. And so uh, I feel good about where we are right now. What's your early relationship been like with Heather like, and how involved is she going to be in the program? Yeah, it's 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 been really good. I mean, she was one of the main reasons why I felt like this was the right fit. Um, I, I wouldn't have taken this job, even though it's it's an ACC job and a really good job. I wouldn't have taken it if I didn't feel like I, I had a connection with, with, with Heather. Um, that was probably the main thing as I ventured or as I thought about becoming a head coach again. And it's something I really wanted to do, but I was going to be very patient because it wasn't. I wasn't just going to take a job just to take a job. You know, I knew that everything had to align for me, and one of the main things was the type of relationship that I could have with the athletic director. Um, that was very, very. It was probably the most important thing to me, and there was a connection I felt right away with her um, and with Chancellor Gallagher. And I trusted that, and, and, and I think we'll have a great relationship. You mentioned the ACC. One of the things that was talked about with Jamie Dixon, not that I need you to comment on them, was that he was having trouble recruiting and competing in the ACC. Obviously, we knew what happened uh, the last couple of years under Kevin Stallings. You are the recruiter extraordinaire. That's what everyone's saying. Uh, you brought in some of the best players in the country. I bet you could even call Blake Griffin right now. So what kind of players are you thinking you'll be able to bring to the University of Pittsburgh? And do you think you'll be able to bring players with that same kind of talent level from Duke uh, to here? Yeah, you know, the the, the thing that we're going to concentrate on as far as, you know, types of players, you know, I, I want guys that, A, I want guys that really love to compete um, and that love to work and that love the game. I want toughness. Um, I want guys that are skilled. And I want guys that really want to be a part of something. And, uh you know, we're not going to cut any corners there. We're, you know, we need to do a great job of evaluating. Uh, we need to do a, you know, a great job of communicating and getting out and working and, uh, finding the right guys. And, and, you know, the guys that, you know, we were able to recruit when I was at Duke, those were the right guys for what we wanted there, you know, and, and we're going to go after the, the, the best guys here. And if they happen to be five star guys and they're five star guys, if they're not, then that's fine. You know, it's it's. Uh, I just watched the team win a national championship with not a lot of five star guys, and so there are a lot of ways that you can do this thing. You have to figure out the best way for you, and not uh, and 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 not just succumb to what a kid is ranked. Jeff Capel joining us here on the Crowley Show. I'm sure that you want to come in and get picked to the tournament in year one. I'm sure you also have a realistic timetable in your head of when you think that that's possible. What is that expectation for you? You know, I expect us to be good. You know, I don't. I'm not a guy that puts a timetable on things. I think that would be unfair. If I came in and I thought that we couldn't do it right away or whatever, then that's unfair to Ryan Luther. You know, who if he if he stay, he has one year here, that's unfair to him. I would never do that. You know, I think if we can keep our core group of guys together, um, and and you know, if if Ryan comes back and obviously he's healthy and and. You know Malik Ellison, who was out last year, had to sit out. He's back. 
with the experience those guys got, I think we'll be a much better team. And then maybe we add a piece here late or a couple of pieces. Um, and then let's see where we go from there. But I don't, I don't have, I really don't, I don't have a timetable of uh, year two or at the end of this year or whatever. I want to be really good. That's, look, I'm used to winning, man. And I, I, I feel like I know how to, how to do that. And I feel like I, I can get guys to want to play for me, to play for each other, uh, to play for the university and to do all of those things. And, um, so I, I don't have a timetable on this thing. I, I want us to be, the best versions of ourselves right away and let's see what that leads to forgive me for my ignorance here because i'm not good at reading a, a lot of things uh, how, how's your scholarship situation right now i'm not up on all the ncaa rules but I, I do think that i understand you might be hampered a bit this off season uh I, I don't know what you mean by hampered as far as like in what way I don't think we're hampered official at all. Official visits, if, if Stallings had taken official visits, does that hamper then your ability to go on official visits this off season? Yeah, no, no. I mean, we have, I think it's, I think we have three official visits left that we can give for the rest of this year. Uh, you know, for the rest of this, this, you know, the bringing guys for next year. Um, and that's enough. <laughs> I mean, that's enough. Now, if, if some guys decided they wanted to leave, then we get official visits back. Gotcha. So let's say if one guy wanted to leave, then we get one. If another guy wanted to leave, then we get another one. So, you know, like I said in my press conference, man, there are no excuses. We'll figure out a way to get this thing done, and I know it's going to be a lot of work. I understand that, but that's something I've never been scared of. I've never been scared of work. I've never been scared of the process. Um, I actually look forward to it, and, and I look forward to building this thing. Last couple of things here with Jeff Capel, uh, University of Pittsburgh, uh, head basketball coach. If I did ask you, and you're not going to do it on the radio show, obviously, if I did say call up Blake Griffin, you you could totally do that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I'd probably I probably talk to Blake at least two or three times a week. Still, I mean, this is a relation. When I took the job at Oklahoma, Blake was a junior. I had no idea who he was. I mean, I was recruiting VCU. There's no way I was recruiting at VCU. <laughs> you know, five-star guys, and uh, certainly wasn't recruiting out of that region. And I had no idea who he was. And we now, when I took that job, I was hampered. We had NCAA restrictions. I had a number of days I could go out. I had a number of phone calls restricted. There were scholarship restrictions. I mean, I was under all of that. Blake and I established a relationship right away through text. Luckily, I could still text. And uh, we text every day back then. And we text pretty much since he committed to us. We text pretty much every day or every other day since then. And so my relationship with him is still incredibly strong. And uh, I actually saw him when we went down and played Georgia Tech this past season. He was there. We went out to dinner. Um, so he's he's one of the guys. He and his brother Taylor that I'm still pretty close with all of them, but he's probably the one I've been the closest to. Last couple of things here for Jeff Capel. Would you like to play a game of rapid fire? Could you do that for us, Coach? I can do it, absolutely. Favorite sports team to root for? Favorite sports team in any sport? Just a sports team? Any sport. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, you're good. You're too good, man. I'm a West Virginia guy. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a West Virginia guy. I want to come suit up and play some basketball for you. <laughs> Favorite food? Favorite food? Uh, anything my wife cooks. Oh, you're good. My God, this guy's too smooth. How old for your first kiss, Jeff? How what? How old? How old? 
you know, I, you know, it's funny you guys said. I was thinking about that thing. I was trying to figure it out because, like, my daughter is getting to the age. Where, like, <laughs> I think I was around the same age, and you know, I, I think I was in. I think I was in fifth grade. I remember it too. I remember the girl's name and everything. Like See, my first kiss. So. I'll tell you what, Coach. I don't think that uh, you got to worry about your daughter. You just call up Blake Get Griffin. Uh, <laughs> they'll kick the dude's butt. No question. No question. <laughs> loudest road venue you played in? The loudest road venue I've ever played in. Uh, it's a tie. Number one, it's a tie between Old Cold Field House, where 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 I played when I was at Duke, Maryland's place. And then Fall Gallon Fieldhouse at Kansas. I coached the first year I coached there was my second year at Oklahoma because you didn't play around Robin, and uh, that's the year they won it. And it's the loud, that's probably the loudest place I've ever been in. Biggest role model in your life? The biggest role model in my life was my dad. Um, my dad passed away in November, but he was he was my hero and still is my hero. And so he was always the biggest role model. Jeff, really appreciate the time. Best of luck with everything you're doing at the University of Pittsburgh. You won this West Virginia guy over, and uh, now I feel terrible. I don't feel terrible at all. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Coach. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Damn it. That guy's smooth. Wow. They're going to win. <laughs> They're going to win a lot. Yep. And that sucks. It doesn't suck, because I want him to win. I agree with that, too. Seems like a good dude. Slam dunk hire. I got suckered into it. That guy can walk into any house in America and take your child. (laughs) Coming up next. I don't know. Everything's off. I do know we got Jesse Marshall coming up at 540. It's the Crowley Show.